Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all new, better than ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Up next on Inside the SCCA, Meme Street versus Papa Smurf. Welcome to Inside the SECA. I'm Brian Bolanski, and uh, this this evening is going to be, I'm going to predict, and I'm not a prognosticator, but I suspect that this evening is going to be epic, folks. Um, I also suspect that uh, that if there are, are kids listening, that maybe this shouldn't be the episode for them, because uh, this uh, this might this one might get a tad bit saucy. Um, my guests today are two of the coolest dudes out there, Randy Bish and Christian Corey. Welcome. I would say gentlemen, but I'm pretty sure that's not accurate in this situation. We can round up. Some <laughs> <laughs> very fuzzy math there. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah we, we, I, I'd like to think we reside in the large gray area. Yeah. <laughs> well, there can be a lot of gray in that. I'll be a lot of gray in that. Um, so I first met these guys. Uh, at the Solo Nationals, my first ever Solo Nationals, and I believe it was your first ever Solo Nationals too, correct? Uh, yeah, it was mine. Okay. Christian, had you yeah, been there before? I, I competed in 2019 okay. and uh, realized that competition was not for me. Uh, I attended in 21 and 22. I literally just flew out and got drunk for a week and then flew back. Gotcha. Um, and I was actually kind of begrudging that Randy wanted to compete this year. But you're glad you did, didn't you? I, in, in retrospect, yes. Okay, good, good. So, so for those of you who 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 followed the podcast that I did from from Lincoln and uh, and and all of my social media posts, um, I I had alluded to on several occasions that I was in a heated battle to stay out of last place in H Street. Uh, and for those folks who know uh, who don't know a lot about how autocross works, H Street is the slowest class in all of autocross. It is bone stock, and they start with, I don't think there's any A Street anymore, but there's B, C, B, all, all the way down, and then the last one is H. And there's two things that end up in H Street. The slowest cars, and the cars, cars that don't belong anywhere else, that don't have any, any place else to race. Um, and I figured I'm going to go in my Honda Fit, and uh, and I'm going to be my goal was to not finish last. That was my entire goal, because I knew that I did. I had a, a, a front wheel drive, underpowered, underbraked, bone stock. I was the only car, I believe, in Lincoln, guys, 
with with drum breaks on it. So, so yeah, I I was it, it was difficult anyway, and I'm like okay, and I resigned myself that I was probably going to be at the end of the at, of at the end of the pack, but then you guys showed up and gave me hope. I'm like these guys showed up with a crown vic. And I'm like, if I can't beat a Crown Vic, I'll never be able to show my face in public again. Well, I'm showing my place and my face in public. <laughs> How'd that one work out for you? It didn't work out so well. Thank you, Randy. Thank you very much. Uh, you guys both beat me. It looked like I had a glimmer of hope after the first day. And then I think you guys took the thing away into like some super stealthy garage and added like a turbocharger or something. On before the second day because it was way faster the second day, um, yeah. So, <laughs> tell me about this Crown Vic. Let's start with this. So uh, I I have a number of cars. Uh, I did not have a proper uh, winter car that I really wanted to expose to the elements. Uh, I drove my supercharged S two thousand for one winter. Um, and actually I'm driving that right now, even though it's winter for uh, reasons that we'll get into later. Um, I drove my wife's Miata 96 Miata, which it really did not like driving in the winter as far mm. as rust goes. So I don't do that anymore. And I'm like, I should just get some, you know, beater to run in the winter that I don't care about. Um, and, uh, on top of that, uh, like for, I think 20, 20, 2018, 2019 season, I think it's 2019 season. Um, it was the last season where I was really like trying to compete in autocross and I just start, started getting really frustrated and not really having a good time. So, uh, the following season I brought out my, I just started running my wife's, um, 96 Miata as mentioned, but I put purposely crappy tires on it. They were, uh, they came with Doral brand tires, which are like <laughs> the cheapest brand tire you can get off of the internet. Uh, when oh, they wore out, I put some Uniroyal Tiger Paws on it and i just went out and hooned the crap out of it and in east street even though it was nowhere close to competitive like just gracefully drifting and having a really good time um and uh then you know i was like i shouldn't be beating on my wife's car so i should get something rear wheel drive for a winter beater mm -hmm. slash mm -hmm. autocross beater and that's that's why i landed on a crown vic okay <laughs> um and it's a great winter car because it's heavy as heck right it doesn't, hurt. it doesn't hurt. I mean, it takes some sandbags in the trunk to be actually get some traction in the winter. I mean, I have Blizzaks for it, but it's not necessarily about being good in the winter. It's more that I, I can expose it to the salt slush and spray Got it. and not care right. that right. it's getting ruined. So, so what made you decide that this was the perfect autocross car? The quintessential, the creme de la creme of autocross? Well, the Crown Vic, especially the P seventy one, which is the the police package right. version, which you can get very cheap. It, it actually has a, a very a pretty stiff suspension, okay. um, stiff springs all the way around. Uh, they're meant for like mounting curbs at speed. Um, they've got a big, big, big front sway bar, uh, and they don't have stability control. So the way that Ford compensated for that to keep cops from killing themselves, they put a little <laughs> tiny sway bar in the back. And in street classes, you're allowed to replace one sway bar. So I have this big factory front sway bar, and then I went and bought the biggest rear sway bar that anyone makes for it, for it which is five times stiffer than the stock sway bar. Uh, in addition to that, it's a short long arm suspension in the front, you know, dual control arm. So 
It has a great camber curve. It's way better than a strut. Uh, the rear is a five-link, uh, Watts-link, I'm sorry, Watts-link live axle, which is about as good as a live axle can possibly get. Right. And so, you know, they actually handle pretty darn well with very, very minimal mods. They're just big and fat. You're just trying to make me feel and like... they're a... incredibly durable. So you can beat the crap out of them. You're not going to break anything. You're just trying to make Except me feel better. That that the car yeah. is a lot better than it, than I thought it was, so I don't feel so bad, and I appreciate that. Yeah, something like that. You guys have a big heart, and I appreciate that. You're not the only one that says that, though. Every person we put in this car is like, man, this thing's like a 150% scale Miata. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it just handles like a, a Miata that ate another Miata. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Shopping reaction. Yeah, an NC that ate an ND. An ND. Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Okay, I like that. I like that. Um, so clearly, people who decide to autocross in a Honda Fit or a Crown Vic are there for a purpose. <laughs> and it, it it's probably to have more fun than it is to win. Um, and I have never had more fun racing for last place in my entire life. <laughs> you guys, we, we were we were ne near each other on the on the grid. Um, we talked for two straight days, gave each other a bunch of shit, um, and and tr I tried my 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 best smack talk game, and it did it did not get in your head. Maybe a little bit on Thursday, but you said no no no. I'm, I got this on Friday. Um, you guys are are just I love having people like you at the racetrack. Because so many people are too darn dang serious for for probably not th their seriousness may not equal their their talent level. <laughs> Let's just say that. Um, and uh, um, you guys just go out there and have a great time, and I love that. And and when did <laughs> when did you guys make that your goal? So you were you were saying about how the whole mismatch between skill and effort the way i figure is that whenever we're all done on this planet all we are is a date a dash and another date and we're the dash and i'll be damned if i'm spending that dash talking tire pressures on how to be half a second faster <laughs> in a parking lot <laughs> so christian showed up you had the the dorals and i had i had been given a free crown victoria a different one that uh, we named Vic Flair. Oh, on, I love that. <laughs> on the worst tires I've ever seen in my entire life. And it was just you and I going back and forth, like, we should make class out of this. <laughs> and because the Steel Cities region is full of the most amazing enablers on the planet, yeah. uh, they let us. And so Meme Street was born. And Meme Street is a class that we run that is almost completely open except the minimum treadwear requirement is 420. Oh, I so love you it. can run anything above 420. Anything below that is off the table, unless it's a snow tire. Snow tires are allowed. Or if it is, you can run Hoosiers, but they have to be more than two U.S. presidents old. <laughs> yeah, anything tire that's at least two, uh, two presidential administrations old. Uh, the tires that I have at the Crown Vic right now are not the tires that were on it at Lincoln because I did not trust <laughs> them to get Randy and his wife safely to and from Lincoln. Uh, I found them on Craigslist. They were off of a Boomer's uh, Pride and Joy third-gen Camaro, but they were dual-drilled for the Mustang pattern. 
they are um, Koenig monsoons, monsoons, which were discontinued in 1995, and some BFG traction TAs or something, but they will be 25 years old in April of next year. So they will be eligible to run for Congress in the 2024 <laughs> election. That's how old these tires are. So wait, and I, I got beat by 420 tires? You got beat by 500 treadwear tires. Oh my gosh, no. So remember all that you were doing to make me feel better ten five minutes ago? It don't work anymore. <laughs> now I'm, because I had 200 tread, I had, I had legit, legit tires. Oh. They're, they're, they're Cooper's finest grand touring all season time. <laughs> of all the tires ever made, they're certainly some of them. They are certainly some. Oh. <laughs> and plus, you had the worst 200 treadwear tires. Your Derezas, those, those things, they overheat like halfway through a run anyway. Uh, all right, thank you. Now you're back to help me feel better about this. We got a lot of folks in the chat, and 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 <laughs> Beast from who uh, who says all hail Meme Street royalty. Um, Stephen Matchett, and I'm hoping it's the Formula One mechanic, Stephen Matchett. Um, I I miss Woody's. Um, Joe S F S seventy nine says I don't know why it was in H Street. It's clearly an A mod car. Um, Joe also <laughs> says ain't no laws on the pause. Um, Allison suggested that you were right to leave your wife's car alone. Um, uh, what is that? Uh, Bill Devo racing for second to last. Yes, that's what we were. That's what I was trying to do, uh, and yep. and unsuccessful. All right. So so above your head, tilt your laptop for a second so we can see the the the, the logo here. This is the best thing in the world. <laughs> you guys have, and and that is that is He Man, right? Yeah. I guess it's Prince Adam, right? Yeah, that's Prince Adam. Pretty- well, yeah, Prince Turner. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And like he, he's got his neck tats. I don't know yes, if you remember yeah. that part of the video, but I assure you, it's there. <laughs> uh, that's too good. So, who came up with? So, first of all, what is Meme Street? Let's dig into this a little bit. So, Meme Street is <laughs> at this point, it's a joke gone further than any of us expected. Uh, it's just this class that we started. This open terrible tire class that has complete it has the one mission of pointing out how ridiculous autocross is as a concept the people that spend all kinds of money and put all kinds of effort into autocross baffle me and so it was 2020 or so i was poor as could be and like you know what i'm gonna run these terrible tires and then you were there too, so you were the first adopter, and uh, everyone just kind of picked up with it. And I'm lucky enough to be surrounded by really fun people who decided, like, you know what, competition's one thing, fun is another. So, I said, so, so we've already established that the the coolest cats in autocross are in are in Steel City's region. Because because they em- apparently embraced this. Did they immediately embrace this idea, or did you have to do do some convincing? Uh, so there was no active convincing. It, okay. It was, you, you like you saw, and, and many people saw how much fun we were having at Nats. Well, the people at Steel City saw how much fun <laughs> we were having. Uh, you know, in our in our respective classes, 
or in our, in our, you know, when we were running Meme Street, you know, at first it was just a couple of us, but uh, the participation in Meme Street has grown steadily, and it's kind of become a catch-all for, you know, people who aren't going to make enough events to be competitive, but, you know, want to have fun, or people who are still very new to autocross and don't like the pressure of trying to compete in a real deal class. Right. Or, you know, towards the end of the season, you know, we have 10 events in Steel Cities, but they only count six of them, so there's four throwaways. But, you know, once you have your six events and you have your position in your class locked, usually by the last event of the season, there's a lot of people who participate <laughs> in Meme Street because they, they don't care anymore. And so the, our last autocross of the season this year, I think we had, what, like 21, 21 participants out of, like, uh, 120 people total that's awesome for our autocross event so it was about a fifth we're all in meme street right so so at solo nats um i, I you know the vast majority are, are are pretty hardcore about this you know there is a, a large yeah. group of people that are just there to go have fun um but let's just say half of the field is pretty hardcore um and about a quarter of those might think they might get a trophy um but but so, so when they see you roll up with the crown vic that's painted in the colors of the rainbow, um, and I don't have an out exterior picture. I wish I did. Um, I probably should have downloaded oh, that. I can send you one real quick if you want. Yeah, I don't know if I can get up quick into my system here. So, um, oh. but if it, I'll I'll put links to your Facebook page and everything in the show notes, uh, so people can find you or wherever you want me to send them. Um, we have a video we're going to show here in just a few minutes of our two cars side by side so people can see the evidence of me getting my ass whooped by a Crown Vic um, and, uh, and and where you guys made speed, which is like right off the line. But anyway, <laughs> um, um, but, but so, so how were you how were you received when you rolled into Lincoln with your Crown Vic? Ooh. I think off the bat, it was it was a mixed bag. There were there were some people who kind of got it, and then there were there were a lot of glares. There were a lot of "What are you doing? You are obviously lost." <laughs> and I think through as the week went on, we started to win people over with just the insanity of it. Yeah, and and by the end, I would call it I call it a ninety ten split. Ninety yeah. percent of the people there were really getting it. They're like, all right, these dudes are just here for fun. They're having a ball. Fantastic. And the other 10% were still upset and probably still are to this day, but that's all right. <laughs> yeah. No, I, and, you know, if if only 10% are butthurt by two guys showing up in a rainbow colored crown Vic having a blast, then I think that's a success. Um, uh, because, you know, there were like, like on, th on Thursday, when you showed up on the grid next to me, there were like quizzical looks. People kind of like, you know, kind of like walked around wide because they thought maybe they'd get some disease from standing close to the car that might make them slower in their car. And then by the end of Friday, you were the most popular guys there. And and everybody was coming by to shake your hands and high five and look inside the car. And and um, uh, so, so definitely... You had you had a growing sense of fandom um, there, and uh, and even though I, I I was on the wrong end of the deal, I I was a fan very much at the end. So um, 
have, I, I think until we made it to grid, I think people thought it was just a paddock vehicle. Okay. Yeah. I yeah, don't there's... think anybody realized what was about to yeah, get that. It was rolling around all week, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah. It was just rolling around paddock because it was it was Randy and Lauren's like chariot. Right. Well, so and... anytime they needed to go, so they people didn't realize it was competing. Yeah. And and we were at the same hotel together. You know. Yeah, and yeah, we were. And, well, and... I, I wasn't. I was sleeping in, in Donna's rogue. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, oh. I tore out a rogue and just slept in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> um but when I rolled into the, and I'll be honest with you, my first reaction, because I didn't know, I, I saw it in the parking lot at the at the hotel, and it had the the the, the and I'm like, what in the f is that? <laughs> that was my first reaction. Um, and then I, uh, and then I, and then at one point I saw H Street, and I'm like, are you kidding me? I've got not last place in the bag. That was my, I'm like, I, my goal for not last oh, place. Oh, my sweet summer child. Just got so much easier. Um, I'm like, there's no way. Um, but I was wrong. Terribly, terribly wrong. Um, and there's other crown fix out there, aren't there? Yeah, this is starting to pick up. There are now multiple spec VIC series. Um, there's at least two, one on each coast, and it's just people buying up old Crown Victorias and yeah. flogging them because they are really, really good at this. Yeah, the, the two classes that he's referring to is Spec P71, and then there's Spec Panther. So Panther is the name of the chassis. So that would okay. be like town cars and stuff like that. But the, the P71 specifically, honestly, outside of brake pads, is pretty much ready for the track as it comes because... They're meant as pursuit vehicles, so they've got an oil cooler, a tranny cooler, a power steering cooler, a big, big radiator, and they don't make enough power to hurt themselves. So right. there are there are race the road race series that are that are centered around them, you know, basically being an inexpensive car that is rel basically monospec. And they're also cheap as chips. They're rear wheel drives, so they're relatively entertaining. The only real downside is the transmission, which can just burn in hell. I hate that piece of crap. <laughs> Um, well, but you have a story about that now, don't you? Well, yeah, uh, I've been hinting at it in our, our uh, little uh, autocross chat uh, recently. But at the last autocross events, um, the uh, the transmission started making some rather unhappy noises, and I kind of had it a limp at home. So I had already been considering manual swapping it at some point, but uh, it is going to have a Mustang five speed for next season and all seasons thereafter because I, I hate that polished turd of an aod that it came with with a passion that that's like the last thing in that car that i really really hate so can be gone so will the will swapping out into a manual that wasn't part of the spec line take this out of h street <laughs> well i'm gonna let you let you in on a little secret here brian uh, we weren't legal for H Street. Yes, uh, I know. As it was at Max. Yes, we I know. We were just hoping someone was going to be dumb and proud enough to protest us. And so, congratulations on not being that guy. Well, I um, I I I wondered. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's specifically what made it illegal is it has uh, four thirty rear gears and a Torsen limited slip, uh, simply because the transmission, like the gears, are spaced so far apart that. Um, it came stock with 355s in the rear end, which was the, the shortest stock rear ratio. And second gear with that configuration was good to 89 and a half miles an hour, <laughs> which is just absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> so 
with uh, four thirties, I think it was only good to like seventy four or something like that, which is still geared really tall. Yeah, a lot of people but, in the chat suggest that you should be an A mod. <laughs> so, so for for the viewers who are are not aware of the the minutia of internet arguments uh during silly season of autocross no arguments uh, on the certain, internet shocking it's crazy there there is a certain uh gentleman amod competitor uh who has a unique interpretation of the rules uh-huh that says that uh cars that are not like two frame specials should not be allowed in amod and there has been like much argument and discussion about this and people trying to rationally explain to him why that's not what the rules say and he is remarkably resistant to facts so mm. it is we've just had a ball with this and fun fact we were actually going to be in a mod not h street because you can run anything you want in, in a mod as long as it meets the safety requirements right uh you're allowed to run an a mod that's what we were going to do but the vast majority of the people who people who are competing from steel cities uh at nationals were going to be in tuesday wednesday classes and uh, many of them lamented that they weren't going to be able to observe the antics that are that is uh, Meme Street. <laughs> so uh, we noticed that H Street was running Thursday, Friday, and and so we we moved over to H Street. But I can't imagine how big of a stroke Neil uh, would have had if we had been in A mod competing alongside him. Oh man, can you imagine his reaction when he gets this podcast on VHS on you know next Thursday? <laughs> yeah. so, Betamax on Betamax. <laughs> He's going to throw his new balance across the street, the, the <laughs> well, game room. Well, he's going to try to throw it across the street. It'll land on his porch. Yeah, he'll tear his rotator cuff. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I will say that there there, there are a lot of people in this world today who uh, who don't want to think about what facts have to do with stories. So, um, uh, really? so it, I think I, there's... I'm not aware of this. This is new to me. There's a lot of... Uh, th whoever we're speaking of has gets a lot of practice, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> um oh this is too much fun too much fun my guests are randy bish and christian Corey, um the uh the the uh the owners of the canyon can, can you explain that part what what is the what is the did i pronounce it right canyon yeah, so as uh for those who haven't seen it it is coated uh, in blue truck bed coating. Yes. So, number one, it's invincible now. So, um, but if you remember the Nyan Cat from, like, 12 years ago. Okay. It's this cat right. with the body of a Pop-Tart pooping out a rainbow, <laughs> playing this really addicting little 12-bar song. Yeah. As that flies through space. Yeah, as it flies through space. Space is important. And... That we just played that song with that and the rainbows and all on the side of the car, right? As massive as it can be, right? So we're trying to name the car because every every good ship needs it needs a name. Yeah, I mean I've got Papa Smurf. Like, okay, it's it's a cop car, K nine unit, yes, Kanyan unit. Got it. Call got it a day. Very nice, very nice. Now I will tell you, to be perfectly honest, I I had seriously considered filing a protest against you guys. But not. For, we were seriously considering protesting each other. Well, that's even better. Oh, that would have been awesome. So, so, but, but you may be surprised at my my the grounds for my potential protest. How'd you tell? So, with that truck bed paint, which is of course got that like texturing to it, right? 
I sensed that that was very similar to the dimples on a golf ball, and that was providing you arrow. And there's not supposed to be any arrow in in, in H Street. So I was going to suggest that you would add an additional arrow, which would completely put you out of H Street into maybe H H Street prepared or something, you know. So, oh man, that that's the next gag that oh we do. <laughs> yeah, we can get uh, pick up. Kind of, we had a couple of offers of like suction cupable wings that yes. we get to put on the car. We'll, we'll do that next year. We're gonna just HSP, and people are like, "What class is that?" Yeah. Oh, oh, we're totally gonna HSP prepare some Turo Centra. Yeah, or, or or MSP, and people are like Minneapolis. Like, no, Main Street prepared. Main Street prepared. I love oh, it. Man. No, but that was going to be where my where my protest was going to come from, and I would have plopped down my fifty bucks or hundred bucks, whatever that is. Um, bucks. Oh, it's two hundred bucks. I I I would have find I, I would have gotten a sponsor for my protest. Well, you see, he caught on to us, so now now we have to go to Amod. Yeah, I have to go to Amod. Sorry, yeah. Neil, we're coming. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, there's no rules in Amod. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, it's, it's similar to running on Tiger Paws. There's no laws when you're on pause or when you're running an aim on. <laughs> right. If you're if you're yeah, listening yeah, that, at home, that about, that about nails it. If if you're watching at home um, and you want to ask a question, um, please feel free to throw it in the chat here. Um, MP Messiah Two, please ask about one Yamaha YSL Six Ten. <laughs> There's four. He's got two. He or she has two. He has two questions. Three, four questions. We're gonna get to all of them here because I'm sure there's inside jokes about all of these. So, <laughs> tell me about Yamaha YSL610. Because let me just start with the fact I went to college to be a jazz saxophone player, and I saw that, and I'm like, "There's no way." But explain, <laughs> please explain. So when I signed up for Nats. <laughs> And we originally signed up an AMOD. I'm like, what's an AMOD sounding vehicle? I know. I threw in a Yamaha YSL 610, uh-huh. which, if you haven't Googled it at home yet, is a trombone. Right. <laughs> and whenever I had to you know, send the email to switch classes, uh, whoever it was on the SCCA side that emailed back, like, you're going from AMOD to H Street. Do you want to change from a Yamaha YSL 610? I'm like, no, no, that's not at all necessary. <laughs> so my first run, it was announced as a Yamaha, and everyone's just kind of confused out of their minds. And there was, you could visibly see the Googling, and, oh, that's a trombone. <laughs> what has my life become? Yeah, the, the announcer was like, uh, Yamaha <laughs> YSL 610. I'm not familiar with like what kind of car that is. I forgot about that joke. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he was making a joke. I think he was. Oh, no. Oh, no, absolutely not. He was He was about as confused as could be. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, the, the, the top of the line Yamaha saxophone, the pro level, is the Yamaha YAS875. So when I saw that, I'm like, I, the, there can't be. So, and and that that makes me so happy. All right, next question from LPR Messiah Two. Um, I'm supposed to ask you about the Fiesta brake change in Toledo. Oh, this was <laughs> 2019 or so. Okay, and it was it was some 
some uh, some event at the Toledo airport. Right. And I roll up in my Fiesta ST, which over the years has become probably the most clapped one in the country. And I roll into the hotel parking lot as one of my brake pads goes to backing plate. So like, okay, uh, the event's tomorrow. Let's see what brake pads are in town. I find I go to an auto zone and all they have is whatever they're like entry level. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was like an auto craft silver. Please don't use us. They we will melt brake pads. Our last ten. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> So we went all went out to dinner. We come back. Most of the Pittsburgh region. There's there's a video of this. There's like 25 people in this parking lot. Most of us hammered live streaming the event as one person uh, slaps brake pads on my car and everyone else spectates and goes, yeah, that looks about right. <laughs> so I did that entire event on pads that were I think they were literally $13 for the front sets. And oddly enough, the rotors were about as blue as the car the next afternoon. Right. Those brakes were terrible, but it it was a great night. You didn't properly bed them in? What the heck? Yeah, I I mean, I hit the brakes. I assumed they were bedded. <laughs> oh, man. That's awesome. Awesome. Okay. Um, tell me about the wiring job of the Hellahorn. Hellahorns? Oh, I think he's referring to the speakers. Oh, the speakers! Because oh, I, I okay, love yeah. this part. So, if, if this is what I think so, this is. Yeah, so the the Kenyan for Nats, for Nats, <laughs> Nats. Man, how do we make not make that joke? That's oh, opportunity for years ago. Yes, we do. Uh, it had an external stereo system because uh, I like being a public menace. <laughs> no. And this was a... <laughs> This is a boat stereo system, which if you look under the hood, the head unit is just jammed between the radiator support and the air box. And is it even bolted in speakers in ammo boxes okay. hidden in the bumper facing the ground? And then there's two speakers in the grill. So they look like hello horns. Uh. So you just hit a little switch and it plays whatever interesting and probably annoying meme music you want as you drive around. So I, I wanted it to play the Dukes of Hazard, you know, fanfare, and uh, or even better would have been, you know, like the theme song to Debbie Does Pittsburgh or something. Um, from from back. I mean, in- if we're doing anything Yinzerific, it's got to be Donnie Iris or a three W F or uh, a DVE sketch. Like it, it's got to be a pants net commercial. Yeah, <laughs> that's a joke. <laughs> three. <laughs> okay. Tell me about Wally Stefanovic. <laughs> oh, man. Wally, Wally is literally too long of a story for this, and also I'm, I'm too sober for it. Oh, boy. But it boils down to I got doxxed by neo-Nazis and needed to hide on the internet for a minute, <laughs> so I became Wally Stefanovic. So if you knew an obnoxious Wally on the internet, that was probably me. Oh, that's too good. That's too good. <laughs> Calvin o- Owens calls him the Bish Breaks. I'm guessing that's the Toledo break job story. Uh, Any break that works about half as well as it should is a a bish break. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see here. Yes, the timing trailer at Nats didn't appreciate the the, uh, Yamaha reference. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So good. So good. So so what's next? I mean, if I mean, you got to think that that this kind of thing needs to be everywhere 
Meme Street needs to be a, maybe not a national class, but maybe it does. What the heck? I mean, because, you know, it, it is, it's simple. I mean, autocross is a thing, and and I know different people roll their eyes, but there are people that take it really seriously. But but Meme Street would open the door to a bunch of folks who might actually show up at a vet and be a little intimidated, right? As I mentioned, there are people who show up and, and choose Meme Street for that ver- that reason. Like, usually they are the friend or spouse or something of, of an established member who isn't terribly fast. And then they'll both compete in Meme Street because it kind of takes the pressure off and right. everyone's having a good time. Like, you come into a new region and you're in whichever class and everyone's super serious, you're going to be, A, intimidated to start with, and B, you're going to, you know, not perform well. Right. And then be unlikely to come back so it, it's it's kind of a nice way to ease people into autocross uh additionally there are other regions uh, in the area that have come to our events appreciated meme street and are starting meme street classes of their own like nice. just local regions so you know nationals hasn't reached out yet they're too busy making podcasts about spec classes that <laughs> you know, may or may not be concurrently occurring right now uh but you know, if 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 Nats wants, if Nationals, or sorry, the SECA would like to create a, a meme street class, we would be happy to consult free of charge. Yeah, there you go. And this this is one of those things that has honestly worked out far better than any of us could have imagined. It does have links. It does. At the end of the year at Pittsburgh, the last event we call WrestleMania, and I love it, it gets as off the hook as possible. People are showing up in costumes. And whoever wins gets a lasagna. Like, it is absolutely just getting insane. And every year, like, we advertise, and we have people show up that have never autocrossed before in their life. And we're finding, we had just had our second one this year. Some of these people that are showing up are coming back the following year. Yeah. Like, the winners of me of WrestleMania this year, by the way, to win WrestleMania this year, it was not who was fastest. It was who, who ran a time closest to 42069. Nice. And the event was won by this guy in a like an 84 turbo diesel Mercedes <laughs> being powered by veggie like fry oil. And he's never done an autocross before in his life. And him and his friend in the car are showing up again next year. Like this is a phenomenal recruiting tool because there is zero pressure. And the people that show up, if they want to stay zero pressure, they come back. If they get into a competitive spirit, it, they know how the event works. They go from there. Like, yeah, this is accidentally working like a hot damn. I, I was thinking that Meme Street might work great as kind of like a, a bracket racing situation where people put their breakout time and and they've got to hit it. And, and those who come closest to their breakout time, no matter what they're in, would be your, would be your winner. But I like the 420... I like the 420 reference. I think that's genius. <laughs> I'd have to figure out how to get that to work, but but we could do that. That's awesome. Well, it was 42.069. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of which, there's a very there's a very wonderful uh, factoid that I found out only today. Uh, so Nats, you had me, Brian, on the first day by like a second. Yeah, I think I beat you in the packs though, didn't I? Uh, well, I mean, it's the same pack, so yeah. <laughs> you beat me by a second on the first day. Yeah. The second day, I beat you 
by 420 on the dot. That's awesome. Yeah. There's like, some karma I, I there. I couldn't do that again if I tried. There's some karma there. There should have been a there should have been an edible involved in that. <laughs> Are you saying that there was? Yeah, I, I haven't said anything about that. <laughs> this is a class totally run by sober people. I assure you. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, so I'm supposed to ask you about the Bob Ross painting while announcing D Street. Oh, so I I'll typically <laughs> announce for our region, and D Street is the most mind numbing class <laughs> on the planet because all you see in d street you've got a couple of stragglers that still that still haven't blown up their civic type r's uh and you have a bunch of the new uh twins well and the old twins too and i am so tired of seeing 35 brz's in a row goes <laughs> they all sound terrible None of them are impressive. They're like zebras. They all look the same out there. <laughs> so one event this year, I finally had it. And I set up a table to announce it. And I break out an oil paint set. And I just paint a little scene of a BRZ burning to the ground on, <laughs> on the Nord's life. Uh, just because I was so tired of actually announcing the class. Uh Watching paint dry was more Yeah, fun. watching paint dry was more fun than announcing that godforsaken class. That was the punchline. <laughs> Joe suggested if the course is long, we can shoot for 69.420. You could, but at that point you start to get into sandbagging territory, which you <laughs> could. There's 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 a surprising amount of strategery okay. in this class. So at the end of the year, whoever wins the entire class wins a lasagna. Yeah. However, there's also a cash prize. Okay. Whoever takes third place in points at the end of the year wins 69,420 Vietnamese dong. <laughs> so it was great at the end of the year trying to figure out points of like, how do I not come in second, but how do I bet do better than fourth? <laughs> so how many 500 tread width tires can I buy with that Vietnamese dong? Uh, well, it depends. What country do you plan on buying them from? <laughs> Roughly 2% of one tire. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll have to take that to Tire Rack and see if they'll work with me on that. Yeah. I mean, uh, if, if Tire Rack takes Dong, we're, we're going to have a whole different year. Yeah. You just need to get a UPS flat rate box. You stuff it with Dong. <laughs> stuff that Dong into that box. Yeah. And send it to Tire well, Rack. Well, first you cut the hole in the box. You cut a hole and in then the you box. put the Dong in the box. Then you send it to Tire Rack. It's possible I that simple tire will probably take dong in a box. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I believe there might have been a Saturday Saturday Night Live skit about this. <laughs> it's, it is sounding vaguely familiar. It does sound like the other shirt I was considering wearing. I have a shirt that says <laughs> "Step One: Cut a Hole in the Box." <laughs> we were on, we were on a vacation recently, and uh, I, I, I a park ranger is talking to me, and, and someone was walking past, and like, "Oh my god, I love your shirt! Oh, that's hilarious!" And the park ranger. Had not seen the Saturday Night Live skit, oh. and I had to explain to this very, very nice twenty-two-year-old lady uh, what the step one cut a hole in a box <laughs> skit was and what it referred to. And she's like, "Oh, that sounds interesting. I'll have to look that up when I have internet access later." I'm like, "Okay, have a good day, sir. I'm gonna go kill myself." It was very nice to meet you. And she went home. Oh, is that the Grand Canyon? <laughs> <laughs> and and she went home and when she got to the internet watched that skit 47 times. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, it's a good skit. Oh, yeah. it's a great skit. 
It's a great skit. Um, wow, this has been a ton of fun. What what have? Oh, you know what? We haven't shown the video yet. You, oh, you, you're not do. you're not going to have the the joy of seeing the side by side here. Um, but, That's okay. We lived it. But but we, yes, we did. We both did. So <laughs> um, the the video is going to pop up here, and and as you will see. Uh, my car is on the left, and and you can see already that like by the first corner, um, I'm already a whole light gate behind you, and this is from Friday. So this is my one clean run, because I was so intent on not finishing last <laughs> that I blew my my first two runs and won absolutely miserably. Um, but yeah, I mean, you the, when I watched your video somewhat closely, if I if I could get techie for a moment, if I could take take a moment of seriousness, um, yeah, it just like it, it, the cart looked like it was doing everything right, just H Street slow, you know. If yeah, you... I, that's kind of what I was getting at. Is it like honestly, the Crown Vic really does do good things as far as like handling goes. It doesn't, especially with the big bar in the back. It you know, it, it lift throttle uh, oversteers really nicely. It, it doesn't understeer a whole lot. It brakes surprisingly well. It can put power down, especially with our uh, illegal course and differential. Um, <laughs> you know, like, it, it's just not fast. It's 4,000 pounds and 250 horsepower on a really, really good day. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe in Death Valley. Uh, <laughs> did, did, uh, I don't know what run you sent him, but... Oh, I saw them your uh, your quick run run your run, run two yeah yeah run two yeah. on Friday yeah. yeah whatever the fastest run was so um it would have been better to have one of Randy's runs because that was closer to me <laughs> I mean most of my runs are me just making jokes and occasionally singing Italian opera on course. <laughs> yeah, oh because... very nice <laughs> yeah R Randy is the much more uh, flamboyant and entertaining uh announcer while he's driving yes, yes. I'm, I'm the much more flamboyant driver yes yeah. Kristen drives like he's trying right. i drive like i'm trying out for a stunt driver in an 80s cop <laughs> and, and i i like to think that i perform i don't know i have some pretty big drifts that i ripped. oh you did yeah. so <laughs> oh that last run uh so his last run he did Probably a, I think it's like a fifteen second burnout. It's insane. Yeah, it got the second gear. Yeah, yeah, it was the second. <laughs> I forgot you made it to second gear. Those back tires were just magma. So your first, like I watched the video today. His first four turns are just ridiculous because the back tires are a liquid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you know there was one run, and I don't know which of you it was, who um, let's just say lit it up a bit. Um, and, and, and that was the only thing I saw anybody give you any real pushback about was apparently throwing all that rubber around made people look a little unhappy, but damn, yeah. it was awesome. <laughs> yeah. There's uh some Neil wannabe from, uh, one of the classes that just decided he wanted, he didn't like people having fun and yeah. complained that doing a burnout, uh, at the line was causing marbles all over the start line, you know? Because a burnout from a rear-wheel drive car is going to throw marbles, you know, where the front wheels of front-wheel drive cars go. Right. And also, you know, those front-wheel drive cars have so much problem problems with traction with oh, like, yeah. 197 horsepower, whatever the heck the 8th Street cars make. Like, yeah, cry me a fucking lift. Like, no, no <laughs> one at the event complained. He wasn't in that class. He just has 
some sand where the sun doesn't shine yeah and felt but, like expressing yeah. it those tires are legally made out of granite. I assure you, nothing came off of those. <laughs> yes. There were no marbles to be seen. No, only vapor. There was yeah. only va- If anything, we were cleaning and prepping the launch surface. Uh, well, that's like, what I was thinking. Thank you. I would have been happy to have been right behind you because you put a little rubber down for me to get a little grip because I needed all the help I could get. Um, Basically, VHD. I mean, <laughs> exactly. I mean, really, we're pioneering this. There needs to be a worker position for all national events from now on. Just the dude with the bleach bucket and yes. the hose, just <laughs> hosing down the burnout box. Yeah, nice. like, we're pioneers here in so many ways. Nice, nice. So, so there was one. Um, there's a heartwarming's not the right word, but um, <laughs> um, you guys had some help getting the Lincoln, right? Yeah, um, I am the luckiest person on the face of the planet because most of the people of the Pittsburgh region have have been begging me to go to Nats for a, a long time, and it's always been something. Either I've been, you know, totally broke, couldn't get off work, something like that, and this was the year that everyone was like, you know what, we're going to chip in a couple bucks, we're going to send you out, it's going to happen. So somebody in the region, um, a Peelster, set up a, a GoFundMe for this reason. And people just started showing up and donating, for the most part, $69 each. <laughs> I think I donated $69. Shocking. Yeah, everyone's just donating $69. And like, <laughs> okay, I guess we're going to Nats. Let's, let's figure out what, what to take. And then Christian here owns the Canyon. He's like, here, take this car. It's ready. Let's do something ridiculous with it. And the next thing I know, there's a couple gallons of truck bed coating showing up. <laughs> and we're, we're putting this stuff on with a roller. And uh, all of the painting was done by my furry artist friend with graffiti paint. But, but so, this so, it looks phenomenal. Back to the graffiti, to, to the, the truck bed paint. There was an actual reason why you did that, right? It wasn't just because you thought truck bed paint was cool, right? No, no. So, so uh, the, the white. For Crown Victorias uh, of that era, the paint does not stick well to the zinc coating of the body, right. and in large areas, it was just flaking off. So before we painted this thing, uh, you know, wherever it would flake off, you know, twice or three times a year, I would just run a paint scraper over it, and then just hit it with household white Krylon or whatever, uh-huh. just to like make it all one color. But you know, if we had just used paint to paint the thing, that that we're painting over that crappy white paint and that white paint's going to just come right off. So um, truck bed coating, you know, is rubberized and exceedingly tough. Right. And it, what a lot of people don't use is, don't know is they actually use truck bed coating, uh, a very similar formulation on the outside of government buildings where they suspect there could be a terror attack because huh. that membrane of rubber will hold concrete together if it is shattered due to a bomb blast or something like that. Wow. So truck bed coating is incredibly tough. And I figure any area of that paint that starts to peel up, that truck bed coating is going to keep it down yeah. and it'll never actually fail. Yeah. And for the time this thing was in my driveway, I kept the claw hammer on my porch. And whenever I would get bored, I would chuck a hammer at this car <laughs> and it bounces off. There was a dent on one of the fenders that we, we didn't, they pull the dent. We just kept filling it with more layers of truck bed coat 
you can't see it now. Like it is, it's just like a half inch thick layer of truck bed coat. And it's, it is indestructible. If we hit a deer, it would just be confetti. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> this car will outlive all of us. And, and you know what? It's best that way. Yeah. So are you coming back to Nats next year? I I think so. Like, I, I think it's going to, ha- going to have to happen. Um, the precedent has been set. Yeah. I, I don't think I can show up and we do something this ridiculous and not have a follow-up. How we pop it is going to be an interesting discussion. Right. But, uh, yeah, it's going to have to happen. Well, if if you bring if you bring the Vic again, um, I have a request. Can I can Go I get on. can I get one run on the practice course in the Vic? Oh, absolutely. Just so I know how I was, my ass was beaten so badly. <laughs> I mean, we'll give you the full tour. We'll throw you in the back seat on the skid pad. Make sure those tires are very clean. Oh, sure you will. <laughs> Sure you will. Well, so that it, it wouldn't be a police car if someone hasn't thrown up in the back seat. Yeah. Well, last year when I got it, it didn't have back seats, <laughs> uh, so I think it probably had one of those like one of those perp, like plastic shells, and they took it out. So it was just seatbelt sitting back there. Yeah. So I went to the junkyard and uh, I found like a 2002 Lincoln Town car with these platinum silver leather seats that like might as well be made out of Teflon because they're so hard and slippery. And yeah. It is amazing to watch people try to sit in the back during an autocross run. As they slide side to side on these like very, very slippery seats. It's hilarious. <laughs> oh, very much. That. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's um, when you're not screaming in terror, they are really, yeah, they're really nice. Actually. <laughs> That's so cool. That's so cool guys. Um, don't ever change. I don't imagine that me saying that really means anything because I don't imagine that you ever would. <laughs> I, I don't think we could. Yeah. 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 Um, I had so I much. Our lives therapy could change us as long as it's passed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I had such a blast. And, um, uh, and everybody who was around you guys, from what I could tell, also did. Um, and, and while there's, I, I completely respect those who go to nationals and be serious and want to win a national championship. Um, there's absolutely a, pr- a place for those of us also rands or not even close to also rands to have some fun. And, uh, you, you took, you took fun to a level that I didn't think was possible at a national championship event. Um, and, uh, I really appreciate being able to go out there and have fun with you guys. I mean, if, if there's any mantra to take away from this, it's if you can't dazzle them with your brilliance, baffle them with your bullshit. Yep. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Any Christian, do you have a final parting thought before I head out here? <laughs> no, I don't have any stolen quotes, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I steal only the finest of quotes. You know, have smoky eunuch or some shit like that. Oh, we pulled a total smoke eunuch. We showed up the 9-8 scale car. <laughs> <Nine eight. Right. laughs> Yeah, it was more like a 12 seventh scale Miata. 12 uh, What is this? A Rush song time signature? <laughs> I like so I, to. I, I guess I would just say that, you know, really people who enjoy autocross should, you know, consider trying a little bit less and having a little bit more fun because I am enjoying myself so much more uh, since the inception of Meme Street. 
than I ever did when I tried to actually compete. Uh, and uh, I, I think that a lot of people would if they would let themselves. Yeah. I like to tell all the internet trolls, it's better to let the world think that you're a fool than it is to fire off a Facebook post and remove all doubt. So um, that that is my stolen quote and modified for the internet world. Um, and uh, it, it was just, like I said, a ton of fun. Thanks for coming on. Uh, I've been wanting to do this since we got back from Lincoln, and uh, I'm glad you guys were together, which I think makes us a whole lot more fun. And uh, yeah. I, I look forward to seeing you down the road. Thank you, Brian. Thank you very much for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. And uh, for those of you at home that are thinking about, for some reason, doing this at your region, message me. There's a there's a very entertaining rule book. We'll gladly help you figure this out. It's a blast. There you go. All right, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Inside the SCCA. If you like what you heard or watched, subscribe to the Racing Wire Podcast Network or the Racing Network on YouTube so you won't miss any episodes. Also, be great if you leave a comment, especially if it's a good one. And if it's not, I don't care. That's fine, too. Uh, you can follow us on social media to find out our next guests and leave a question. On Twitter, it's at RacingWireNet. A new Inside the SCCA every Wednesday night on YouTube and every Friday morning on the podcast network. I'm Brian Bolanski. Have yourself a great weekend. Stay safe and go play with cars. Hi, I'm Kelton Jago, and this is Inside the SCCA. Inside the SCCA is a presentation of the Racing Wire Podcast Network and Rural 15 Productions. This podcast is not affiliated with, endorsed, or sponsored by the Sports Car Club of America. The views expressed within are those of the host and our guests, and not that of the SCCA.